Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the QuietMark podcast. I'm your host, Simon Gosling, CMO at QuietMark. And QuietMark is the independent global certification program associated with the UK Noise Abatement Society Charitable Foundation. Through scientific testing and assessment, QuietMark identifies the quietest products in multiple categories spanning many sectors, including home appliances and technology, building sector materials, and commercial sector products. My guest on this episode is Ramune Bartuskater, who is a well-accredited professional architect, healthy building advocate, working with Philadelphia-based 15, an architecture and design practice driven by the desire to affect positive change. She's also the founder and CEO of Spec Matters, whose opening line on their website says, empowering the building industry to write healthier specifications and make better material selections, because these decisions matter. And of course, I read that line at a time when QuietMark has announced a brand new partnership with MBS, a leading construction data and specification platform to empower architects and interior designers to specify acoustics first by providing a shortcut for responsible product sourcing. Before welcoming Ramune to the show, I'd like to share some lines from her impressive bio on the Spec Matters website. It says, Ramune is a Lithuanian immigrant and first-generation graduate. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Architecture with a marketing minor from Miami University, a Master's of Architecture from the University of Pennsylvania, and a certification in Healthier Materials and Sustainable Building from Parsons School of Design. At Penn, Ramune co-founded Penn Design Women in Architecture and was a recipient of the Alpha Rho Chi Medal for Leadership, Willing Service and Promise of Professional Merit. In 2019, she co-edited a book titled Women Rebuild Stories, Polemics, Futures, published by ORO Applied Research and Design. The book highlights female architects, designers, scholars and educators who are pushing the boundaries of architecture and design. Throughout her career, Ramune has worked closely with material manufacturers to stay on top of trends and the latest products in the industry. While pursuing her license, she learned about the challenge and health concerns of the building industry. After losing her mother to cancer in 2020 and learning about the carcinogens that are often used in building materials, she created Spec Matters in hopes of spurring change and raising awareness in the movement towards healthier buildings and environments. Describing Spec Matters on her LinkedIn, Ramune says, Architects, interior designers and developers are making material selections every day without knowing the impact on human health and the environment. Spec Matters is a free website and newsletter solving this problem by providing a hub of healthy building information. We are bridging the gap between scientific research and time and resource constricted specification selection processes. With Spec Matters, busy building professionals can effectively educate themselves and make more informed decisions in order to create a healthier future for all. Well, it was upon reading those lines on the Spec Matters website and on Ramune's LinkedIn that I had to reach out to her to find out more and invite her to the show. I'm so grateful she accepted my invitation and has kindly taken the time to join us today. Welcome to the show, Ramune. Thank you so much, Simon. I'm very excited to be here. We're very excited to have you here. So you're in Philadelphia, aren't you? Yes, that's correct. How's the weather in Philadelphia today, this February morning? (laughs) It's a a bit gloomy today, although mostly it is quite sunny here, so no complaints. (laughs) Fantastic. Before we go on to find out more about Spec Matters and the work that you're doing there, I'd like to know more about you. I'd like to know how you came to be an architect. What was the pathway that led you there? 
That's a great question, Simon. Um, so I, I felt a little bit pressured um, in high school to kind of pick a pick a career, make a decision. Um, and I had always been good at math and art. Um, so that seemed like a great fit. Um, but the more I dove into it and researched it, the more I seemed to love it. Um, I also recalled when I was little um, back in Lithuania, my choir had a field trip to um, a local foster home. Um, and it was a beautiful building and we got to tour the place. And that was the first time I think in my life that I really um, noticed how much of an impact a building can have on users. The children there really had such a great space to um, use and live and really thrive in. I think it was the first time that I really realized how much of an impact that architecture can have on users. Um, and so looking back to that experience, I think I really was inspired and really wanted to be a part of that. What was it particularly about that building? Um, I, you know, I don't really remember the specifics. I was quite little. I think I was probably around seven years old. So, um, but I just remember it being really light in there. There was just a nice, beautiful quality of light. And just the spaces seemed really catered to the children's needs. And the children there seemed really happy. So um, I think it just made me feel good that they had a home, a beautiful home. And yeah, I think that's what I remembered. Oh, I really like the fact that a building that people could thrive in is what sent you on the journey that you're on. And a journey, uh, indeed, that led to you founding Spec Matters. How did that come into being? I guess there's three different things that um, really happened in my life that was the perfect collision, I guess, <laughs> to make Spec Matters. The first unfortunate thing that you had mentioned from my bio um, I lost um, my mom to cancer in 2020 um, and really felt hopeless that I couldn't do anything about it. And then after getting back into studying my licensing exams, I was exposed to the fact that many materials used in the building industry are toxic and contain carcinogens, which was something I had never learned in my seven years of architecture schooling. Digging further into it, I learned that only 10% of cancers are genetic, which means that the rest of the outcomes are from our habits and environmental factors. And two out of three Americans develop cancer over the course of a lifetime. Um, our environments are poisoning us. And I felt that no one really was aware about it. I had personally witnessed immense amount of effort and time and resources being poured into cancer research. There are so many health and research institutions trying to fight this disease. And I strongly believe that the building industry must play a part and take a hard look at what role we play in this. And it's not just cancer. And uh, that the science community is really concerned about. Um, there are chemicals found in building materials that are also huge players in hormone disruption and fertility issues and developmental problems in children. And then on top of that, having lived through a pandemic, I really feel that there is a heightened sense of appreciation for healthy and safe environments. So I really felt the time was now to really raise awareness and kind of build a community around healthier materials. And also I felt like the, this was the right project to pour my grief and energy into at this time. So Spec Matters was born by asking a lot of questions. I realized that the science community and health professionals had already been raising red flags about the toxicity of materials for decades, but none of this information was getting to my peers, architects and designers in our industry uh, who were selecting materials and really shaping environments on a daily basis. And I felt the need to bridge this gap. And I realized I had the unique skills and passion for researching materials to really build this bridge. Through my nonprofit experience, I also learned how to empower those around me and build a community that could really bring this vision to life. So, uh, yeah, that's how Spec Matters was born. 
it's interesting because at Quiet Mark we certify acoustic materials and we talk often about in a simple line when a building sounds right it feels right I know that you're a well-accredited professional and I myself am on the Well Homes and Sound Advisory and we know from the Well uh, standard that it has various concepts that need to be satisfied in order to achieve Well certification and those concepts include air quality, light quality, thermal quality, sound quality. These are all aspects that constitute towards wellness. But what you were saying in your answer just now was when we talk about healthy products, it's not just healthy products for wellness, but it's healthy products from a sort of toxic point of view as well. So your platform, when you talk about healthy materials, are you looking at both those aspects, wellness and well-being, as well as wellness from a sort of an actual physical health, a reaction to products? Absolutely. Yes. I think materials can have a huge impact on us. Um, You know, in the process of them being made, the people that they impact in those processes, but also during construction, installation, and as materials get used and eventually break down in our spaces and turn into dust that we breathe. So it can definitely have a huge impact during those various phases, but also as buildings get deconstructed and Um, materials end up in landfills and what happens then when they don't degrade and then the chemicals end up in our water systems and uh, pollute our environment, which then again goes back to the food that we eat and uh, goes back into our bodies. So everything is tied together. You studied to be an architect and you said it was seven years? Uh, Four years of undergraduate for my bachelor's and three years for my master's. Yes, seven years. And within that seven-year period, as you say, there was no educating on these toxic materials. Was there much within that time as well, the well-being of architecture, of sound, light, thermal as well? Yes, um, I do feel that sustainability, um, like you mentioned, air, sound, uh, thermal qualities were definitely addressed in my education, which I'm very grateful for. I just really felt that there was a missing gap when it comes to the toxins that are in building materials. And that's actually something pretty common. I'm currently conducting a survey, really trying to gauge that data of how knowledgeable uh, architects and interior designers are on healthy materials. And it seems to be that um, it's, it's pretty common. Not many universities really have a focus on that. Do you think there might be a notion in the market that, you know, when a specifier starts recommending to a developer, they use certain materials. If they say that they are acoustic materials or materials that bring wellness, there's a notion that they might be expensive and therefore should be put to one side? Yes, uh, that is definitely a hurdle that I think we all need to challenge and try to overcome. I think Generally, we have a lot more material choices, healthier material choices than we have in the past. And some of them are a lot more affordable than they used to be. So I do think there's the potential to specify products that are also healthy and not as expensive. And sometimes I think it's a matter of just changing out one material at a time, even if it is expensive. I think doing that is better than not trying to do it at all, Mm. um, even though it is something that we must all address. And Really, as as the demand builds for healthier products and materials, I think manufacturers will provide more options and hopefully that will bring prices down for everyone. 
what are the drivers for an increase in the demand for healthy products? I mean, we're talking at a time where we're in a pandemic, we're two years into the pandemic, and certainly there's a lot more conversation. I mean, COP26, there were 25 COPs before COP26, but none made the headlines the way that COP26 has. It seems to be uh, there's so much more awareness of the need to be sustainable. Is that kind of awareness helping to drive the demand for healthy materials? Absolutely. I really think it, it has done a lot. And part of it is also the pandemic. Uh, we've had so much time during quarantine to really reflect and take the time to really understand our impact and the impact that we can have um, and really question our environments. So I really think that that awareness has really added to it. But then also people have started questioning what is in their environments. And part of that is materials, what makes up our environments. And I think just the fact that people are questioning it already brings demand, especially there's a big movement for transparency right now, like product declarations, basically the equivalent of a nutrition label. And there's many different forms out there, uh, such as the HPD, the health product declaration, or the declare label here in the United States. And I think things like that, like pushing for transparency, kind of levels the playing field. And as we disclose what's in our materials, we can then compare. And that already drives manufacturers to create better, less toxic materials so that we have more choices and can select better products. In the introduction, I read the words, Spec Matters is a free website and newsletter solving the problems by providing a hub of healthy building information. And when one goes to specmatters.com and looks at resources, they see the resource directory. And it says on that page, we're breaking down dense data and research into quick, informative reads, ready to apply to your next project. And there's a whole host of information available in that resource directory. It's fantastic. You really are educating and raising awareness. Who writes all this material? Tell me about your team. Have you got journalists left, right and centre writing this stuff for you? <laughs> um, not journalists, actually. <laughs> uh, they're all volunteers, mostly students and young professionals. Um, we have a wide range of backgrounds from architecture, interior design, construction, um, marketing. They're all passionate about healthier materials and sustainability and are really wanting to make a difference. So our team, it's quite exciting because I've developed a system to take on fellows and students who may not have uh, much training or education in healthier buildings and really empower them to do their own research, pick up materials, really dive into all the organizations and research and reports on that and really break it down themselves so that they're teaching themselves, but then also publishing what their findings are on spec matters and then educating our community as they're learning themselves. And that way they're empowered and develop their own passions for healthier materials that then they can carry into their careers well after their time during or time at Spec Matters. That's a wonderful model that you've created there. Uh, congratulations to you. I love it. And Thank looking you. on, oh, you're welcome. No, it's brilliant. And I, I see as well that people can filter the information because there's tons of it and it, they can filter it by featured products, specs, featured tools. There's tile countertops I'm looking at. There's, well, there was one that was acoustic ceiling tiles. That's one after my own heart. So if I were to click, <laughs> click on something like uh, acoustic ceiling tiles, I suppose I'm going to find out more about ceiling tiles that are healthier products which aren't going to make people ill right 
Yes, exactly. We we break down um, what what those materials typically are composed of, um, what chemicals may be detrimental to uh, human health. We also try and really guide people on what would be a healthier choice. And again, we use our different organizations to really source all of this information and consolidate it. So there's a lot of data to back up all of our findings and recommendations. And it's all in one place to make it as easy as possible for you to take this knowledge and apply it to your projects. I love the model you've created, as I said earlier, Ramune, and I'm wondering, how does it sustain itself? Um, So right now, um, all of our uh, funding comes from donations. We need finances to help us buy the tools, the marketing tools, our website. And yeah, we really depend on those donations and from our community to kind of keep the work going and continue to publish important information. And I see on the website in the uh, support section, there's a support our work category, which says uh, how people can donate in honor of someone who has fought or is fighting cancer. They can donate to ensure a healthier, more sustainable future or donate for the sake of giving. And you've got contribute buttons there. So anyone who's listening to this and feels inspired to help support the work that Ramune is doing, please head to specmatters.com to do so. Uh, You build a resource, you build a platform, and then you've got to bring it to the people. How are you reaching them and raising awareness to your platform? Yes, absolutely. Um, We've been really lucky to get invited to present and speak to uh, different student groups and uh, classes um, in different universities in different states in America. We've also been invited to speak to contractors who have offices all over the nation we really engaged uh, with our social media community to really bring awareness and tap into that. We're hoping to do more of that, speak to more people, and hopefully people can help us spread the word by sharing our newsletters and just telling their peers and you know asking their firms to invite us in for a conversation or even sharing some of the tools that we've gathered. Right now, it's pretty uh, grassroots and uh, (laughs) small-scale marketing, but it really has great momentum because I think people find the value in this and the word is just spreading pretty quickly. Well, I'm so impressed that you're a CEO and founder of Spec Matters, but of course, you've just joined 15. Yes, that's correct, Simon. Um, I'm currently practicing architecture at an amazing woman-owned architecture firm in Philadelphia, 15. Um, where I'm very excited to be able to apply my healthy building knowledge and test out some of the ideas and tools that I have been developing with Spec Matters. I feel incredibly lucky to practice in a firm that is committed to doing better and not being afraid to do things differently to better serve our clients and everyone we build for. We really practice in a really unique way, um, often working with collaborators to really enhance the work that we do. And a lot of our work is also for nonprofits who are already providing health programs and services to communities in need. And I'm incredibly grateful for the potential to contribute to their mission as well. So I I really appreciate this opportunity to really share what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about. And I really feel as architects and designers, we have the power to shape the future of the built environment. Um, The decisions we make today will be impacting generations to come. It is so important to take the time to learn about the impacts of materials we build with and the kind of environments we're creating today as these spaces continue to serve and impact so many people 
long after our time here on this earth. We really need to be diligent and do our part. We can all make a difference by doing something as simple as asking for transparency documentation from manufacturers we work with. We can make a huge difference by even switching out one toxic material out to a healthier one on a single project at a time. And most important, we need to advocate in our own firms, networks, and communities and really empower others to start asking questions about the materials in their environments, homes, and workplaces. We all need to do our part in creating a demand for a healthier future. I love that. Funnily enough, Ramune, on my Instagram today, I um, Mm -hmm. put on my story a post that said, it's only one plastic straw, said 8 billion people. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about one building at a time, and everyone doing their part. Uh, it's such a, an important message. We do lead busy lives. I think people want to just grab information as they can, and you've made vitally important information digestible quickly, which is necessary in this world. But if people can then be inspired by that to build healthier buildings and to use healthier products and develop healthy products and inspire a movement towards specifying for healthier buildings, the work you're doing is brilliant Um, It's been wonderful asking you about it, hearing about it, learning about your journey. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on the Quiet Mark podcast today. Thank you, Ramune. Thank you, Simon. It has been such a privilege. I really appreciate this opportunity. And uh, I congratulate you and all the work that you're doing with Quiet Mark as well. It's an amazing uh, achievement. Thank you so much. Kind of you to say. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye, Simon. Thank you.